Dear passengers, welcome to Europa Rocks Airlines. You have just boarded flight 420, flying to Berlin, Sofia, Budapest, Paris, London, Prague, Pomori, and many more. The flight includes beverages and the best in European underground music. Prepare for takeoff from the heart of the Balkans with Europa Rocks on Radio Nope. You're listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope. It's been two weeks. It feels like one month. Hello, Maxim. Hello, Martin. <laughs> Hello. Now we traveled and we are back. We traveled across Europe to see a lot of bands. This is what I like about Europe. You can reach uh, so many different destinations so quick and, okay, not so cheap. <laughs> But then again, it's worth Tell the dear listeners, where were you and what did you hear? Uh, I spent a couple of days in Prague, in Czechia. And uh, it was my first time actually there. And uh, I had the chance to visit two concerts, of course. Uh, what else to do One when going abroad? Uh, first, I visited a club where I saw at least three Czech bands. One of them was called Acid Row. I just wanted to mention them because I enjoyed what they did. And then I saw uh, Lucifer in the Sky with Diamonds. We played them, I think, a couple of weeks ago. An Europa Rogue's favorite. Yes. Uh, they, to tell you the truth, they didn't, they didn't sound as uh, impressive as... As, uh, as they did on the recording yes. of the song. Yes. The next day, though, I, I went to this uh, somewhat famous club in uh, Student's Town called uh, 007 where I saw UFO Mamut supported by uh, Boring Dead Doom USA band Asnea <laughs> but people are going to start the thing that Europa Rocks is uh, a nationalist show <laughs> no. Uh, no it's just that American bands suck Europeans band rule oh it's the truth right? they were boring but UFO Mamut on the other hand were amazing as usual whatever you saw from Mufu Mamad because you told me that un unless you were in front you couldn't see anything because yeah, the, the, the place was kind of a dump. Yeah, the, the, the club is one of those it's either you're in front or you don't see a thing but then then again the sound was great so what we just heard was a band from Sweden Agusa or I don't know how they pronounce it again I won't even try to spell the name of the song uh I uh, just want to point out that it's a song from their first album, oh, but I found about them just now because uh, they have a new album that just went out. Um, check out the band, it, as you heard. Agusa from Sweden. Swedish progressive rock. Aren't you going to ask how my trip to Europe was? Okay, I give you one minute to share with us what you did. Okay. In one minute, I I got to meet I get I got to meet Buzz Osborne and Dale Crover from the Melvins. Got to see Melvins twice, once in Berlin and once in Leipzig. Great. Then I saw Swans in Dresden, and I got chastised by Michael Gira from the stage because I was front of stage and I was looking at my phone, and uh, <coughs> I, I was looking at my phone just for a second, like a quick second, because I got a message. And uh, suddenly I felt somebody tap me on my shoulder and I looked to my right. 
and say what's up and he uh, the, the dude next to me just pointed to the stage and I saw Michael Zira point to me and say you go back there you go do- you go in the back and uh, look at your phone <laughs> and, and it was very funny because this is exactly what they did because the Swans concert was the loudest concert I have ever been to probably everybody's going to testify to that but it was also the the most boring concert that I was ever at okay I just was about to ask you what did you like better Melvin's or Swans was very boring I very artsy farty but very boring I <laughs> Okay, I liked it. I, when I saw them in spring, it was beautiful. I don't like people going in trances in on the stage. Okay. Reminds me of theater. I, I don't remember them going in trance. Okay. Okay, let's hear Mother Engine. They're going to visit us tomorrow here in Sofia. Uh, rockandroll.net and the Pass Me That Bottle guys behind it. Uh, I will play just uh, probably the shortest song from their first album. I've, I've played it twice already on different radio stations here in Sofia. Mm. Okay, let's tell the people the truth. You're actually using the radio show to promote the show that you're promoting. <laughs> uh, this is Mother Engine with Bret Hart, author of, uh, like, is that is that an album name, Mutter Machine? Uh, could be. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's the same in English, Mother Engine motor machine. Alright, doesn't matter. Let's hear Bret Hart from Mother Engine.
This was of course Swabak, with, which means from they come from Russia, they come from Moscow. And Slovak, I think, is what it means in Bulgaria as well as in Russian. Uh, it means weakling. Uh, they, I love this name. They have... Uh, it came from their EP released just now. And the EP is called Too Late to Grow Up. And before that, of course, we heard Mother Engine with Bret Hart. Uh, we're going to be very quick because we can't wait to speak to our guest. Uh, we're going to hear two bands. The first one is called Wallach and they are from France with uh, their song called White Noise uh, from their just released EP called White Noise as well. Um, it was released on Pogo Records. Uh, the label as well as the band are from France. And they're kind of a stoner meets goth type of thing if you listen to the whole EP and they're very interesting, like very hard hitting, very good production, like very good band. And afterwards, we're going to hear Monozit with their song Glowing Big Stars from their album A Splinter for the Pure. Actually, I stayed with the guitarist for Monozit in Leipzig and this is where I learned from the band. And afterwards, after I heard them, he told me a, a bunch of stories uh, about the production of this record. And actually, one of the drummers for Nick Cave actually produced this uh, particular record, so we're going to hear Wallach with White Noise and Monozit with Glowing Big Stars. Oh, all, all recent uh, releases, right? Monozit is from 2012. Okay. Yes, okay. Monozit unfortunately disbanded. So let's hear Wallach with White Noise and Monozit with Glowing Big Stars. Deep white noise Say 
Live from Bulgaria. Listen to Europa Rocks live from Bulgaria. Live from Bulgaria on Radio Nope. I'm Maxim. I'm Martin on Radio Nope. Of course, on Radio Nope. We can't wait to get our guest here, uh, which we'll announce after we're done with the next song. I don't know. I'm very excited about tonight's show because uh, our guest, Balas Pandi, the drummer, uh, has been a prolific part of the European free jazz and noise scene, avant-garde scene uh, in Europe and all across the world. We are about to give him a call in just a second. Uh, 
uh, for anyone that's listening and would like to ask him questions or ask us questions or, or tell us that our English is bad or we're dumb, well, they can join us in the chat room at radionope.com. That's radio, N-O-P-E.com. And I don't know what to say except for I would like to announce the next song, which is uh, he takes part in it. It's... Uh, Oh, this is a very hard title. It's Mersbo, Keiji Haino, and Balas Pandi. Uh, the song is called Why is the Courtesy of the Prey Always Confused with the Courtesy of the Hunters? Part 1 from the album Un Untroublesome Defenselessness, which was released in 2016. So right. let, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> Whoever heard it, heard it. So let's hear, let's hear the song and wait for our guest to pick up. Listen to Evropa Rogues live from Bulgaria. 
Hello, you're listening to Evropa Rogues live from Bulgaria, and on the line with me is none other than Mr. Balas Pandi, also known as 666 Descent, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> and one of Europe's most prolific noise jazz avant-garde drummers coming from the land of Tokai wine and other tourist cliches. Uh, he kept busy around the years playing and collaborating with jaw-dropping artists and acts like Venetian Snares, Mars Bowl, Otofon Shirach, the Kilimanjaro, Dark Jazz Ensemble, Zoo, and so, so much, so much many more. Hello, Balas. Hey, how's it going? Oh, thank you. Uh, why did that tree fall on the elect- <laughs> electricity poles around your streets? I don't know. I guess because of nature. Uh, paying the price for uh, raping the earth. Oh, paying the price for raping the earth. All right, that, that's yeah. a very positive way to start the interview. Uh, yeah, I think there was like something like a lightning bolt struck into the tree or something. Probably a bit like a Sun Ra story from the the infamous lightning drum where this like lightning bolt hit this tree in Philadelphia in front of their house. And then Sun Ra asked uh, James Jackson to turn it into a drum that they called the Infinity Drum. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, we had the fireman uh using chainsaws to cut it up uh so there won't be any drums made out of those chunks but no oh, that, that that's a shame that's just wood yeah. going to waste yeah yeah well now i think someone will eat it hopefully <laughs> or or make it into firewood uh yeah it, it's been a really hard uh trying to organize this interview But yeah. I think it's going to be really, really worth it. And I'm a very big fan of yours. Hopefully, the listeners of Radio No Part 2. Um, you're a tough guy to track down. Last week was Riga. This week was the Netherlands. So, what's up? Of every Everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bunch of things going on right now. Recent The recent months were really good for shows. Uh, music has been great and... Uh, Yeah, everything's just just great, just fun playing uh, different settings, different countries all over. So it's good. It's uh, diverse, but good, good diverse. Are you going to visit the insane show in Budapest that's happening uh, next Saturday? Which show? Uh, the insane show in Budapest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Oh. I, I saw them. I was tra- I, I went to Slovenia when I was like I don't know 19 or 20 when they play the festival so of course i will i will check them out i mean it's it's a lucky coincidence that i'm in town and they're playing here so that's pretty good so well, I, i would i will definitely go i made arrangements so i don't have to work or i don't have to do anything just go there and uh, enjoy enjoy the noise yeah awesome uh, i'll get to meet you there because they're playing with a couple of uh, bulgarian buddies of ours called them frequencies they're going to warm up for them They're going to be oh, the cool. yeah. They're going to be the special guest artist. So uh, hopefully we can grab a couple of beers while we're there. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, hit yeah. me up. We'll... Okay, so let's move on to the more interesting stuff. Uh, in an interview um, that's uh, circulating around the interwebs uh, that you did with Mersbow, uh, you said that um, when you were in your teens, you went just from more extreme and more extreme and more extreme music to the next one and uh, until you find noise uh, and, yeah. you, and you kind of fell in love with it. Um, what was the artist that uh, kind of popped your noise cherry, so to speak? Can you remember? Well, obviously it was Masami. I mean, he's he's considered the godfather of the genre. So 
I mean, but at the time, you know, it was, um, you know, uh, I was I was listening to a bunch of like Zorn stuff and and Patton stuff, Hippocac Records things. I mean, that's sort of that's kind of the gateway drug I think for these kind of sounds or this kind of approach. And uh, yeah, and then of course I heard the Maldoro record and I heard uh, Sadik records of Masami, and then at the same time the relapse stuff he did. So the more accessible records. And yeah, I mean that that was definitely the introduction. You also and yeah, yeah. No, you mentioned that uh, <laughs> uh, you uh, you try you you actually got in touch by trying to promote some shows with him and like got or yeah. were, were you supposed to only promote the shows or like uh, you were planning on playing together with him? No, I mean it, it's it's a it's a really funny coincidence and the misunderstanding, which I figured myself years later when I read an interview where he, they asked him about the collaboration because I, I I just wanted to book him a show and then we've been in touch, but he canceled that show, which was, I think it must have been like 2006 or something. And then he canceled that show and a couple years later, he got back to me just asking if he could, uh, if he could actually come to Budapest to play. But meanwhile, Venetian Snares used to live here in Budapest for a, like a year or a year and a half. And uh, we recorded some music and then I sent him that stuff back then, just like when we were finished, I was just like sending it to him uh, to check out. Uh, so he knew I'm a drummer. And then I, I asked, so when he asked me if he could play, I was like, sure, you know, and then he wrote an email was like his emails are super condensed like super short just mainly one sentence <laughs> and so he's like you, you want to play duo and i thought he's asking me if i want to play duo but then i figured his original question was if if i was thinking first place to invite him for a duo show uh-huh. and uh but i was like yeah sure yes you know i was like sounded interesting to me i didn't really know what we're gonna do or how we're gonna do it but i didn't you know it's just like it's one of those things it's better to, to do it and fail than, than not even try and just be like oh there was a time when i could have played with merch bar and i didn't do it but then uh, i had a friend who booked shows and then he booked us a, a, a little tour around it so we ended up playing four shows and i mean the first show itself turned out really great and then uh the, the second was in budapest and then we played berlin and and oslo and i mean from every show was different and just was better so at the end of the tour masami was just like we should really play more continue to do that yeah yeah and so, i mean i was really happy with with the music so i was happy to continue as well how well is perceived the stuff that you do in hungary i know that uh like it's uh, there's a lot more venues and a lot more promoters to do that kind of things in like more developed and rich countries and I I know that uh, Hungary is pretty much in the same uh, not 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 as bad as Bulgaria but it's pretty much in the same uh, situation as Romania and Bulgaria is. Yeah, I mean it's certainly you know I mean in a way. You know, Hungary is is considered as the East, 
Meanwhile, Austria, who are next to us, are the West, and it, it, it shows a lot, like, I mean, when bands were touring, there were so many tours that didn't uh, go any further than Vienna, you know. So, but, but were you thinking about the, like, the economical aspects of booking shows, or...? No, just the way that uh, people perceive uh, the stuff, because it's not, it doesn't have to necessarily be economical. Like, uh, how, right. because, uh, unfortunately, the economical development of a country uh, is uh, closely connected with the, the cultural development. And uh, there, there is this theory that uh, the more metalheads there are per capita in the population of a country, the more developed uh, the country is. Uh, so... I don't know how, um, like, how many people listen to, uh, like, noise and like free jazz stuff over there in Hungary. How that, mm, if that scene gets enough attention, because for example, I don't know. for example, in Bulgaria it's very limited. I don't know, maybe like 150 to 100 people tops. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, um, I mean, you know, when it comes to like noise and this kind of stuff, it's already way too many people talking about. How they, how much they listen to this than they actually do. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, I mean, yeah, it's the same whenever we tour, you know. I mean, obviously, if we, we play one of the big music cities like London or Berlin or Amsterdam, I don't know if we really played Amsterdam though. But uh, whenever we play some of like those kind of cities or Paris, you know, uh, we have way more we have we have a lot of people coming out but if we we, we played some other I, I don't i don't think it's really a, a matter of east or or west it's more like what what kind of uh city we play if it's if, if it's one of the musical capitals of europe then the, the turnout is always great uh i see okay i'll have to cut off uh, uh cut you off there for a second uh, so yep. we can hear some music. Uh, one of the artists that uh, you sent us uh, that you would like us to play, um, we picked the first one to be Born Under Club of Gore. Uh, we're going to hear Midnight Black Earth. Uh, nice. From from the album Black Earth. It really reminds me of uh, the band Earth. So <laughs> we're going to hear that one, and we're going to continue the conversation with Bellas Pandi here on Evropa Rogues on Radio Nope.
You're listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope. This was Boran under Cool of Gore with their song Midnight Black Earth from the record Black Earth. On the phone with us is Balas Pandi. Uh, we had a great talk up so far. Uh, so, Balas, do you hear me? Hello, Balas. Hello, Balas, do you hear me? Hello? Hi. Balas? Okay, we're going to play a little bit of Peter Brotsman and Bill Loswell until we can get Balas Pandi again on the phone. Okay, we have Balas again. Cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should fix that at some point, but not right now. Okay, so continue with the interview. Uh, you do a lot of duos. You have a duo with Mersbau. You have a duo with Trevor Dunn, who of course uh, did work with Phantomas and Mr. Bungle and so much, like so much other bands. Uh, you're doing uh, another thing with Bonkra. Why duos just seem to work? What's the dynamic compared to trios or bigger bands? We did a, a whole show here on Europa Rogues uh, dedicated to duos and like all of the bands were amazing. Of course, they were like more, I don't want to say straightforward, like rock stuff, but uh, they were really like, uh, there are a lot of great duos out there. Is everything cool? Yeah. But do you hear me? Balas? Hello? Hello? Is everything cool? Do you hear me? Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm not going to turn <laughs> off the phone again. So, uh, the, my question was that you do a lot of uh, work with duos, like you have a duo with Mersba, with Trevor Dunn, with Bongra, and uh, here on the show we did a, a show Uh, we did an edition of the show which was dedicated only to duos from uh, Europe. Uh, why do duos seem to work so well? I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. It's just an interesting way to have this kind of musical conversation. Some, somehow, I don't know, this kind of, this format suits me well, you know. There's some people... Who like to play in like larger ensembles or more people i think it's 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 not better than one or another it's just something that works that works for me uh it's easier to, to work it's easier to communicate with uh, one person rather than two i don't know i think it's i think it's more like you know like the people i play with we can we can just fill out enough space you know the two of us there's like there's i don't feel there's a there's really need for 
uh, more instruments, you know. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. We we just get we just get enough sound, you know, not enough things uh, just playing as a duo, which doesn't mean that you know that we can't do anything else, because of course with Trevor we play in different settings, we play in trios, we play quartet uh, as well, but uh, but we can also do duo and it works out. It's like. We don't have the feeling that we would need anything else in the music. The next question is like, what do you think should be uh, like? What for you is the ideal reaction of the people at uh, those types of shows? Because um, most of the shows that are like for touring bands are like held at bars, and uh, like I feel that uh, like the bar culture has, has kind of taken over the the music one at uh, like different venues across Europe. And uh, where is where is for you like the per the perfect meeting point between like uh, only music venue and like kind of a place where people can kind of enjoy themselves? I, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if I where was the last time I played such delicate music, you know, uh, where a certain amount of I don't know self-discipline was was important from the crowd. I mean, usually the stuff I play is pretty loud, so you know, if people talk, have a conversation in the concert hall when we play with Mersbo and Hino, then yeah they better buy a pack of mints, you know, or something for get prepared for the next day because they have to talk really loud. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. I, mean, I I remember the tour we did with Kilimanjaro, Darges and Sambo when I don't really know why, but somehow, I mean, I, I used to book shows for Kilimanjaro a couple of times and it was always a good two, three hundred people showing up to the shows. And there was this one show and I have zero idea how people, why so many people got into it, but it was almost sold out, like over 500 tickets were sold. Whoa. And then we were playing this like super night, like, you know, kind of like uh, more delicate music with, with spaces in between and not super loud. And then like more dynamic. No, it was just more like quiet stuff, like Darjeez stuff, and then and then we could barely play because all the people coming out of the show were talking. Like it was like we were just the background music. It felt like we were like a a, a small jazz combo playing in a restaurant or something, <laughs> uh, which wasn't ideal at all. And then, but then we went down to Poland where we had also pretty nice crowd coming out, like a couple hundreds. And they were just super respectful, you know, and not talking at all and listening to the music. I mean, that's obviously what I prefer. But on the other side, I'm, I'm, I, I just can't tell people what to do, you know. Uh, I wish people would have more respect to, to the people playing and, and more to the people, listening, you know. Uh, or they should have more respect for themselves and not being like, okay, I'm just wasting all this money to go to the show to not even listen to the or uh, to to the music or not pay attention it's like yeah you, you could have just saved 10 euros for yourself if you just 
go to some bar where people don't do anything else, just drink. And just drinking, uh, get drunk and yeah. yell. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when I'm at some shows and 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 uh, I mean, I remember in Budapest when Shushu played and they played one of my favorite songs from the Promise record, and I was really shocked to hear it live. Like, I, I, it's a, it's a song I used to listen to a lot, and uh, the Ian Curtis wish list, and then five seconds into being, you know in total trance by listening to the song this couple next to me just like talking super loud they weren't arguing or i, I don't even know if they were a couple i think it was just a guy tried to pick up this girl and then the guy was just like talking fucking non-stop and i just went over there and i i told him to shut the fuck up uh which he did uh but then also at the same time he was he looked pissed like yeah what the fuck you know <laughs> yeah. i'm like dude like Let's just listen to the music. Like I don't want to listen to you. You're not on the fucking bill flyer. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a that that's a con constant problem, definitely. But what can I do? I mean, I can't go up to 200 people and just be like, yo, you know, like, would you just stop talking? So I don't know. I think it should be something the the, the the community, the local community should take care of having conversations about this on message boards or Facebook or wherever we like, hey, I think it's, it's a problem, you know, people are talking and then people who talk can maybe, you know, this way they, they know that the thing they do is not super respectful, you know, or yeah, but also it, it, because... it also depends on the kind of show, like and on, on, on the... Like the decibel level of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There are but more obviously... kind of like party gigs and they're like more like introspective, uh, uh, like intelligent music gigs. Um, okay, we're going to move on to the next song. Uh, yeah. You wanted to hear Peter Brotsman. So I kind of chose one of the, uh, one of the more accessible things by Peter Brotsman. Uh, it's his collaboration. Which is? Uh, his, uh, one of his more accessible... Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, I don't know if there's any accessible Brassman recordings ever, but... Yeah, yeah, well, from, from our perspective. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the collaboration with Bill Laswell. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going classics. to hear... Yeah. We're, we're going to hear Locomotive uh, from the album Low Life. Uh, it was their collaborative album, and it was released in May 12, 1997 by Celluloid Records. So we're going to hear Locomotive by Peter Brotsman and Bill Loswell. I'm going to be back to continue our conversation. Thank you, Balas, cool. for being with her with us. Oh, <laughs> 
This is Peter Brotsman and Bill Loswell with their song Locomotive out of the album Low Life, which was released in 1987. On the phone we have Pandy Boss. Hi, Boss. Hey. Uh, Segwaying from uh, the fact that uh, we heard a track from 1987, uh, do you think that music was better then than it is now? Are you uh, currently nostalgic for a certain musical period that you didn't get to experience? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm more concerned about uh, about knowing what's going on now. You know, uh, I, I try to see as many things as possible um, before they're gone. No, I, I mean, yeah. Well, that's one thing. You know, uh, I'm I'm just considering flying over to Berlin to see Faro Sanders just before I go out and tour for two weeks because. Uh, I really want to see him play. Like I, I saw some of the the giants of uh, free jazz, like Braxton, Roscoe Mitchell, a couple of times. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Archie Shep, uh, so uh, uh, Sonny Rollins, uh, and I don't know. I think it's just important to to see these people, legends, while they're around. But on the other side, it's cool to be and see something that is happening now you know that that's like truly contemporary music like uh we had the the pleasure and honor to play with more mother in riga uh, uh, actually on the same day as with roscoe mitchell uh, at the incredible uh Skanu Mej festival and uh and it was just great you know to experience something that uh you see a show and you like you you have the feeling that that you're part of something that's that's happening now and it's not like so you you don't witness someone who had his uh, better days, but you see if, uh, uh, someone in her full prime, you know, like in uh, in the present. Uh, so yeah, I, I try to I try to see. You, you try, try to live to, in the now. You you try to see as much yeah, as possible yeah. from the ones that are living today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah. that makes I mean, sense. Yeah, because on the other hand, I collect I collect uh, records and and uh, I buy a lot of music that um, like I, I I prefer to go to secondhand stores and so which means I obviously I buy more music uh, like from the 60s, 70s, 80s than than current artists. So, but yeah, I try to have a a nice balance like i played this uh cool place uh in rotterdam uh called coffee and 
Ambach, I think. I thought you, you were going to say weed. No, no, no. Uh, and it's it's a it's a nice place south Rotterdam. It's a small cafe. Yeah, coffee and Ambacht. Uh, highly recommended place in Rotterdam. And it's run by this guy Gilbert. He's a super cool guy, and he and his wife run the place. It's a cafe. They have a bit of food and and then uh, but there's the couple pretty heavyweights play the the place like Eugene Chadburn played there. Chris Broca, Bill Orcutt. Um, so, and uh, what they do is like, whoever plays there, Gilbert is buying some of their merch too. And so he has a small record shop inside this like one crate. And it was cool to just like, you know, dig into it and go through the whole stack with Gilbert. And and uh, as he's booking and he's, he's running the place, he, he had a clear opinion about uh, certain artists you know so I, I picked up some uh, nice tapes from from local dutch musicians who just played there like a couple weeks ago you were, you were actually uh, digging you you were actually digging through the like the history of the whole venue which is awesome pretty much yeah and then and, and sir gilbert was like oh yeah this guy was like this or that and he, he had a, a, a nice uh, opinion about anything uh, happening All right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I try to do like, I try to pay attention to, uh, to not go to extremes, you know, to not be like, okay, like I, I, I still continue to dig deep into, into the past. And also at the same time, I try to keep up with, with the present. In that sense, uh, talking about the, the, the past and the present, do you think like in your mind what has uh, like in your experience what kind of um, weight has the internet had on your development as a musician and as a music listener and whatever was it, uh, it do you think that like the internet is flooding the minds of uh, like the people with more mediocre stuff than uh, it's actually enlightening them and giving them like tunnels to better stuff and like giving them a channel to express themselves or whatever Uh, I mean, I definitely, I, I think I, pretty much I was the last generation uh, who grew up without the internet in a way that, like, I think I was like 16 or 17 when, when I had access to internet for the first time. I mean, now if you look around, even kids in like kindergarten almost uh, have a phone and and uh, they they are and Instagram accounts. Pardon. And Instagram accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like I don't know. Like uh, I grew up without the internet, so of course I uh, all the music that's like crucial in my musical development in the early years I got to know without the internet. Uh, but the, as I come from the southern part of Pest side of the city, that's like pretty much where all the metal and punk hardcore was happening and uh, there was one of the few shops called Headbanger yeah. where I could go buy stuff and then that that was what we had access to like I didn't have any access to jazz till I was till till the internet uh, age so that but that's that was cool because then I had Soulseek I started to download stuff it was it was cool to not have limits anymore you know just be like okay i'm interested in this and that and that and i could just do research 
and uh, yeah, it's uh, for me definitely it's it's a blessing. But I understand also that in in a way it's a curse. But yeah, you just have to uh, use it wisely. I mean, if there's no internet, we wouldn't do this interview right now. Yeah. Well, it, you have to use it wisely, and you have to use it with a conscience, especially yeah, when yeah. like. Uh, At least uh, when people go to shows, they should try to uh, support the bands in some way. That that's the least that they can do when they go to the yeah. show, I like mean, to get the, to like, buy a T-shirt or a CD or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it, it kind of helps you, you even, know, like, even remember the show in a like in a sense. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, if the show was good and you you can remember, it's, it's not. I mean. Yeah, if the show was good enough, then you will remember it even without buying a shirt or a CD. But definitely, it's nice to to support. I mean, I have a million of shirts, and I still buy if I see a band, you know, like a smaller band, just to support. I mean, sometimes I don't even wear the shirt because I have like 200 other shirts, you know. But <laughs> I just buy it just to show some support. But um, yeah, sorry. No, no. Uh, the 200 shirts line was uh, some. I think even everyone listening to the to the show right now can uh, really relate to, because uh, this is of course a show for uh, not only uh, musicians but music enthusiasts. Um, so uh, we were going to hear the next song that uh, you kind of picked for us. Uh, you you wanted us to play Zoo, so we picked um, Carbon from uh, their album Carboniferous in 2000, released in 2009. Uh, you played uh, drums for their 2011 tour, so yeah, uh, this is the story behind that song. Uh, let's hear "Zoo with Carbon" from Carboniferous.
after almost a generation, the Iron Curtain remains a reality as well as a symbol of communist tyranny over Eastern Europe. But an Iron Curtain cannot stop the transmission of radio waves which pass overhead. cannot stop the transmission. This is Evropa Rogues on the radio waves of Radio Nope. On the phone with us is Balas Pandi. Uh, Balas, we're getting ready yes. to wrap up the interview and we have to ask you our trademark question because Evropa Rogues um, started uh, as a show in order to create a conglomerate for all the European underground artists because uh, the, Europe, the American media presence in terms of uh, Uh, rock music, whether it be metal or whatever, is very strong online and offline as well. But we don't feel that um, there was um, like uh, a, a radio show or a podcast or whatever you call it uh, to kind of uh, give voice to the voiceless uh, European artists. So our trademark question is, what kind of difference do you find between, because you have a lot of experience, of course, working with both, what kind of difference do you find uh, in working with American artists versus European. It doesn't have to be anybody is good, anybody is better, anybody is good at something that, that the other one is not. Like just a general feel of what it is to like work with European artists compared to like US ones. I don't know. Uh, I never. I, I know it's a hard question because nobody should segregate people like this. But we are bad yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. If there's any difference, I don't care enough to notice, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just played uh, uh, with with um, my friend Gonzo and Giovanni uh, in Rotterdam. I mean, they're like uh, Italian, Portuguese, Portuguese uh, and I didn't have, I don't know, it was no different for me than than playing with slobber pop you know or anything i don't know i think i don't you, feel any i think any you gave difference. the 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 most uh right like the rightest answer if there is possibly one that uh like anybody who's focusing uh, on music is uh, too busy to think about them crap like that so yeah <laughs> So we're going to do a very quick recap of like what's going to happen uh, in the future for you. Uh, you said that uh, you're looking forward to working on some duo music with uh, Jason Koenen, also known as Bonkra, uh, like something in the vein of Kilimanjaro Dark Jazz Ensemble, uh, but more improvised and freeform. Uh, we have some duos with Trevor Dunn coming up next year, and you will continue your work with Mersbau. You have more duo and trio action with Heino and with uh, Mats Gustafsson. Uh, is there anything yeah, else? Uh, Heino and Merzbo. With uh, Gustav, with Mats, it's a trio with with uh, Merzbo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and you have a release uh, lined up with a trio with Trevor Dunn and Jamie Saft. Yeah, we have a record. Like we have both a, rec a trio and we have a court. Uh, quintet with uh, Danny Ray Thompson and Marshall Allen from the Sun Ra Orchestra. Yeah, and uh, you said that it's coming out on uh, Rare Noise Records, so yeah, anybody yeah, that's... both records. Who's I mean, into Marshall and Danny Ray? I don't, I don't know when it's scheduled for release. Uh, well, the guys, should be, the guys should be on the lookout. 
So, yeah. if, if you have one last thing to say to the listeners of, of Evropa Rogues on Radio Nope, what would be it? Uh, enjoy life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, what we're going to hear now is uh, the duo of Mats Gustafsson and... Oh, I lost my paper. No! Yeah, and Joachim Nordwall, uh, she denied the, oh, yeah. the grass. Um, she denied the grass getting heavier from the song A Map of Guilt. So, uh, thank you very much for the interview, Balas. Uh, it was a pleasure to hear your point of view on like whatever is happening in the music scene of Europe. And hopefully I'll see you at the Insane Show next week in Budapest. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, looking forward. Okay, man. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
dude, I'm totally like, you're tripping. No, you idiot. You're listening to Evropa Rocks on Radio Nope. All right, we have 30 minutes left. Uh, we're about to hear a song from uh, Slovakia. I don't remember listening to uh, any band from Slovakia lately or at all. The song is called Strigie Dni, translated as The Witching Days. And it, it is, uh, I have to thank a guy called Shah Pazov for this one. Mm. The, the band uh, plays uh, an interesting mix of heavy metal and old school black metal. And uh, it's a celebration of the countryside in Western Slovakia with all its grotesque myths and lore. The band is called Malo Karpatan. All lyrics are written, uh, written in local dialect and uh, they mostly deal with, check it out, folklore legends based on rural witchcraft, drunkenness and also national pride. I heard that about Slovakian Slovaks. They're pride people, Slovakians. Yeah. I got beaten up by three Slovak uh, policemen who were on vacation in my hometown 10 years ago. But this is another story. <laughs> they, they, they take their pride anywhere they go. So beware of uh, the pride uh, of Slovakian cops. They the have world. a new album that, uh, that comes out in two days. Uh, it, it will be called North Karpatenland. But I decided to play uh, this one from a previous album. This isn't uh, some Nazi shit, is it? I I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. Uh, I I will I will repeat. Uh, folklore legends based on rural witchcraft, drunkenness, drunkenness, and uh, national pride. Is, uh, well, national pride and drunkenness go hand in hand, <laughs> as we know, especially in Bulgaria. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let uh, let's hear it.
bude panovať po nás. Odstupený kráľovskou korunou. Musí vedieť, že aj my sme vládni. A slávne!
And now, uh, to end our interview, I would like to ask you to turn to the camera, if you could. I prefer not because I left behind the relatives of me. Well, we can very well understand that. Thank you very much. Oh, what time is it? It's the Iron Curtain Blues time. The time in the Europa Rock show in which we dedicate to the 60s and 70s underground of Europe. Alright, I thought it's uh, 20 minutes to finish. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll play a band called um, Jericho. They're also known as uh, Churchill's earlier before. And they uh, come from Tel Aviv. Formally, but then again, it's um, it, it, they're more known as a UK band. Uh, I think the man, the main guy over there, uh, is a guy called Mickey Gavrielov. Um, the band was formed in 1965. I uh, I think the only uh, interesting thing nowadays about them, besides that they play great uh, psychedelic progressive rock from the golden age. Of it uh, is that uh, I think Royce the band, the Royce band was Sop- from Israel, yeah, formally. All right, and uh, you know Roy Sop? Yes, yes, uh, I do. What you know the story about the? I think that I think they used the sample could be from the song that we're about to play. Actually, yes, it's yeah. just in the beginning. When I uh, when you sent me the song for the first time, I was. Uh, I, I, I never knew that uh, Rockstop actually used the sample from that band, so it's a very like uh, particular uh, sound that was used in uh, that song. I forgot the name of the Rockstop song though. Uh, it, I think it's the most uh, famous one on YouTube at, at, at least. <laughs> But anyway, anything more interesting about Jericho? I, I can't tell you anything else. I don't know anything except else. for the band. It's really good and you should check him out yeah the song is quite long so let's just hear it oh the name of the song of course it's uh kill me with your love oh kill me with your love martin
every Sunday on Radio Nope, live from Bulgaria. Visit EvropaRocks.com for extended interviews and more. Okay. Okay. Uh, the show was very good so far until we reached the technical difficulties line at the finish line. <laughs> But at the end, then at the beginning. We oh. heard Jericho with Kill Me With Your Love for the Iron Curtain Blues segment of Europa Rogues. Mm. And what we tried to hear, to hear afterwards was Alfie Templeton with his song Sleepy. The interesting thing about Alfie is that he's only 14 years old. Wow. Yes. And I'm, I'm always uh, very impressed by uh, how like the age limit for talent is really getting lower and lower. I wonder what did this guy do when he was 10, for example, or eight. <laughs> I guess it was uh, like playing the guitar and trying to write songs because uh, this song was really good. Uh, we heard the song Sleepy, spelled with three S's, from his uh, self-released EP called Dazed Days. Is is this a brand new record? Yeah, yeah. He just uh, he just released it. He said uh, on his Bandcamp page that he was uh, going to focus on his more serious project, so he wanted to release that so he can get it out of his hair. Uh, uh, where is he from? He's from the UK, I think. He's from England. Okay. Then, oh, we don't have background music. This always helps the conversation <laughs> yeah it it creates a lot of dead air and it <laughs> it kind of uh the 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 paravan that uh, we hide behind when we don't have anything to talk about is lifted and it's always a bulgarian song that we choose a uh, bulgarian band this time it was sativa uh, all right and this was a proper rogues on radio nope 
I was Maxim. And I was Martin. And we're going to hear a band from Russia called Tennis for Body with their song Uspech. So we wish you a good luck with your next work week and whatever you're going to do with your life for the rest of your life. So this is Tennis for Body Uspech. This was Evropa Rogues. And bye bye. See you next Sunday. Когда устанешь